Hi, I'm Jessica. And I'm Yuritza. Welcome to Bilingualish, a podcast for immigrant kids in America. We're two startup co-founders and daughters of immigrants. My family is from the Dominican Republic. And mine's from Taiwan. We're working together to build a better solution to help immigrant families with healthcare. Last week, we talked about accents and language and what we consider to be our first language as daughters of immigrants. And today, we're talking about what home means to us and our respective families or personal immigrant stories. And so to start, maybe Yuritza, like, you know, what do you consider home? This feels like a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I believe I mentioned this last week, but I am actually an immigrant myself. I mentioned my family's from the Dominican Republic. I was actually born there. And um, my dad lived in the States and petitioned us to come over. And so um, ultimately ended up moving to Lawrence, Massachusetts, which is a very like heavy, heavily um, Dominican and Puerto Rican populated city, um, very small town. And so for me, I, for a very long time, I was very hesitant to call the U.S. home um, because for me, like, most of my extended family was back in the DR. I actually used to go back every summer. Um, and so I felt really connected. And I think once I hit high school age, um, I don't know, maybe I felt like I was too cool for that and wanted to stay like here with my friends. But um, I think it's been a mix. I, I'm i not entirely sure which one feels most like home, especially since Like, I went off to college when I was 17. I've been away from home for such a long time where I almost, like, if I do the math, I've I've been, like, almost equally in Lawrence and then outside of it. Um, So it feels, like, a little all over the place. But um, I never know what to, like, tell people when they say, where are you from? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, the the hard question, the where are you from? And, like, what does that question (laughs) actually want in terms of a response? (laughs) Right. And for me, like this, me being petty, I like don't want to say that I'm from the DR because <laughs> I know what they're getting <laughs> you, at. Yeah. But I want to, you don't want to play into what they think is a stereotype. <laughs> right. But then it's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, for I, you, I mean, Jessica. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, um, I, like, was born and raised in the suburbs of Dallas, like, literally grew up in a house 15 minutes from the hospital where I was born and, like, lived there for 18 years of my life before college. So I think it was, like, you know, for me, always very clear that home is Plano, Texas. Um, I think, you know, when I get the where are you from question, it's always the like, but you don't look like you're from Texas. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, I think for me, I will always consider, you know, Texas home. Um, I consider sort of like my heritage to be rooted in Taiwan and like kind of Asia. But I think, you know, home for me outside of sort of where I'm living in day-to-day nowadays, um, is Texas. Yeah, and I'm curious, like, I'm, in terms of, like, why, how did your parents end up in Texas? Like, does that feel like home for them? 
Yeah, I mean, they've spent like more time in Texas than any other place. Um, the story of how uh, my mom ended up in Texas is always a funny story because her mom, my grandmother, hated it. She was just like, why would you choose this terrible place? Um, <laughs> there's like a idiom in Chinese. Uh, the idiom is like, which means like, place where birds don't lay eggs it's basically just like this is a terrible place that you should not be like living in because it's like literally in the like kind of boondocks like so not civilized um and so my grandma always thought was hilarious that my mom was in the dallas area for grad school and then just never left um honestly like i don't think it was that surprising considering that like that's where she started making friends and building a network and so like there was reason for her to stay um but I think like my my mom you know just says that like the reason why she chose Texas was because that's where she got into school and that's where she stayed um I mean my dad bounced around a little bit more he's spent time in like very weird parts of the country he like has spent time in Tennessee has spent time in like West Texas very weird stories coming out of that. Like his first roommate um, when he was a student in uh, the U.S. while he was in Tennessee, um, they got along really well. He was this like white guy named Jeff. Um, and so my dad actually like took his English name too. And so they're both Jeff. Um, but it turns out that uh, Jeff, uh, his family were involved in the clan. Oh. And so anytime his parents wanted to visit, like, my dad would have to get scarce. And I don't know. It's just been interesting to hear my dad, like, nonchalantly share these stories as, like, a, <laughs> like as someone living in, like, 2022 and, like, you know, trying to make sense of race relations in this country. I'm just like, you – and then you just left? Like, what? <laughs> um like and also just in my head I'm also like but you had like a rice cooker in the room like didn't that like raise <laughs> red flags like um but anyway so like the journey to Texas was like um definitely not like as simple for my dad he's just spent time in a few more different places but I think you know Texas and you know the Dallas area specifically like just ended up being a reasonable place at the time, which was like the late 80s to like, you know, buy a house and get a job and like all the things that are the puzzle pieces to an American dream, so to speak. Yeah, Texas, place for the American dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, what was your journey like? Like, do you remember like your first few years kind of going – from the DR to the US and like what was that like and you know any stories that you remember from that time I feel like I like have such vivid memories of like very particular incidents I um I so I like I mentioned my dad was here in the states and um was working like at a bodega with his uh, father, my grandfather, and um, they had married, like my parents had married, but then like my dad immediately came back. And so um, for the first like six years of my life, I was living in the DR and my dad would come visit. And um, they had very early like petitioned us to um, come to the States. And so 
I guess I remember when I was younger, like I knew that that was kind of going on in the background, but I didn't know what that meant. And so when one day, like my mom shares the news, like we're moving and I was like, oh, cool. I get to be with my dad. And I, um, I'm very close with my mom's side of the family and they're all there. And so I remember telling like my favorite aunt, like, oh, I get to like go to the States and like, I just saw her face drop and like, she just said like, you're leaving me. Oh my God. I was mortified. I like was inconsolable. I was like, it just didn't hit me what that meant. I just remember being like, I want to be with my dad. Um, And so I just like remember all the paperwork that went into it. We had to go to like Santo Domingo, which is the capital, which is, was like four hours away from um, where we lived. And um, I remember like, yeah, I just remember all the paperwork and it feeling like things happened so quickly once that happened. Um, and one of my favorite movies when I was younger was like the Home Alone series. And I really thought <laughs> the US looked like the New York that they showed. <laughs> and then I ended up in this like, okay, Lawrence is great. It's very like, it's where I grew up, but it was, it's not the New York City that was shown in <laughs> home alone and so I just remember and I think like I arrived like maybe at the tail end of um of summer and since I know you went to that small school up in the Boston area you're very familiar with like (laughs) you're very familiar with like what it means for the like Massachusetts end of summer um, at least back then, I don't know what global warming has done to it, but it gets very like, like dreary pretty early um, in the fall. And so I just, it was like gray and kind of chilly. And it was the first, I mean, I'm, I lived on an island, <laughs> like I never had experienced cold. And so um, I just remember being like, what the hell is this? <laughs> um, yeah. And I think uh, it was just very different because we had much like there wasn't as much like many family members here, um, and it just was this huge life change um, that I didn't quite realize was gonna be permanent. <laughs> um, and like looking back, like I mean, I was a, I was six, like I had no idea what it meant to like immigrate, um, but I was just excited to like be on a plane for the first time and um, go to the places I saw in Home Alone. But it was not quite like that. And, um, I think I am very like happy about what it, like how easily you pick up a language as a child, but that also like certainly wasn't easy. (laughs) I remember like my first day in school, um, they asked me to spell my name and I was six. I knew how to spell my name. I knew how to spell it in Spanish, but I was like, I was so nervous that even when the teacher was like, you can spell it in Spanish, it's okay. I was like, I don't know my name. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, And like, it it just was like such a, I had already been in school in the DR because they start you pretty early. And I was like a really bright kid in the classroom. And it it felt like I had just been like set back because of that. Um, And so, yeah, it it was just Mm -hmm. such a journey to like, be in this unfamiliar place and like not understand what anyone was saying. And like that made it really hard to, to just really understand what what exactly was going on. I think I, like I mentioned, I just didn't realize how permanent it was. 
Mm, yeah, yeah. And like, what was it like? Because I know you referenced going back during the summers. Like, what was it like as you went back and forth? Like, what felt like, you know, different as you kind of, I guess, assimilated a bit to life in America? Yeah, I think for me, it during that time where I was going back every year, um, it felt like a lot of things had just stayed the same. Um, especially like because I was going back every year, it wasn't like there was this huge like gap in time when I saw my family. And so like there weren't too many surprises of like, ooh, everyone's like also growing up or like getting older. Um, and so it felt like a lot of things like felt like they stayed still. Um, and then there was a point where there was like this like larger gap between when I went like back to the DR and like my grandparents' health was in a different place. It just felt like I had been missing so much. And all the cousins that I was really, excuse me, really close to like were in such different periods of their life as was I, but it just felt like, wow, like we're going through all these like life changes without each other. Yeah. And and like, how did you stay in touch? Like, I'm curious, like, what was that like, maybe back, you know, 20 years ago? And like, what does that look like now? Um, like, what does it feel like to stay in touch with maybe family that um, is still abroad? Yeah. Oh, this is like, I don't know, for some reason, this question made my heart drop a little bit because I feel like I remember how often I would, like, we would call family and how often, like, my mom would hand over the phone when she would call her, like, sisters or brothers or my grandparents. And um, that, I think, just, like, naturally died down. Um, I think you get so used to, like, not seeing people day to day um, and not talking to them as regularly where, like, it becomes a... Like, I get more, most of the communication right now happens through my mom, for example. Like, I ask her how people are doing, like, what's going on. Um, Some of my cousins I'm, like, that I was closer to will, like, chat through, like, Instagram or um, just kind of some of us will send each other TikToks or random things like that. But it, um, (laughs) it's much, it's, it's been just so different. Like, the, I feel like it almost feels bad to say it, but it's almost like, you drift apart in a sense um, and everyone just kind of gets used to that new normal of having for them, like having this piece of the family missing. And for me, it's like having, it went from having like such a community around me um, to like coming here and like have like an aunt and an uncle who lived close by. And that was such a huge difference. Cause we used to have like huge family reunions, like very often. And um, I have like 20 aunts and uncles. <laughs> Um, and it felt like I, in a way it became very Americanized where like the focus like was more on like my immediate family. And so that was a huge change. Mm, Yeah. No, I can see that. And like, I mean, as you think about kind of that dynamic, like, do you, did you see that in other families and your community growing up? Like that sort of um, going from having lots of cousins to maybe not having as many close by or, you know, curious like what that relationship was like. Yeah, I think it was a little different for me given that like 
I think for me, like I, in my in my city, like what I tend like what tend to happen was like a lot of my friends their parents actually came here very young and so like they have their siblings here because their family came here like i don't know how to word this but essentially like more of them came together and like grew up here together rather than like one sibling immigrated to the states and so i think a lot of people who i grew up with had a larger family community around them um i was very jealous of that uh, i think looking back i I feel like there was this like sense of like, oh, I don't have that. Like I don't have all my cousins here where a lot of my friends did. Um, also even just like being able to have cousins with whom you can share like a lot of cultural references. I didn't have that growing up um, as much. And so that was, yeah, that was hard. Cause I, I think we, you and I like have talked about what it means to like come from a family like that has a ton of cousins. And I feel like in a way I have that because I do, but then growing up in the States, I feel like that was very missing for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that definitely resonates. Like I feel like for me, you know, definitely have cousins, but we all lived sort of scattered across mm-hmm. the U.S. Um, and I think like and scattered across the U.S. and some overseas. So like it didn't necessarily feel as close. Um, And I think because of just like, you know, the way American holidays weren't necessarily as important. Like it wasn't like, oh, for Thanksgiving, because this is not a holiday we traditionally celebrate. Like there wasn't a thing where it's like, okay, we're going to definitely all travel together. We're definitely going to all do something together. So I think it definitely was um something where I noticed for other you know families and immigrant families included who tended to stick you know relatively close um we're all driving distance like it was a much different dynamic than my family which was like a multi-hour flight to see any relative um outside of my immediate family yeah yeah And I'm curious, like, you know, we started this conversation talking a little bit about what home means to us. Um, Curious as you think about, like, home in the future, because, like, you know, I know you've lived in Massachusetts, but I also know that you haven't lived in Massachusetts for a while. Like, how do you think about kind of decisions related to putting down roots in the future and setting up kind of like home for the next generation? Oh, Okay, I'll answer, but I'm so curious to hear your thoughts too. For me, I um, this has been like a question that I've like thought more and more about as like, I don't know, the things you have to think about in your late 20s <laughs> um, is like, I, because of this feeling of like having grown up around cousins and having like suddenly lost part of that and um, really wanting to like the part of like my culture that like I love and appreciate so much is like how much we center family. And so for me, that's, that's been hard to do with like me prioritizing my career and like schooling and things like that. And so I don't know. I feel like I, I don't see myself in Massachusetts. I don't see my parents leaving Massachusetts and I don't know how to reconcile that. Um, I don't know where my siblings are going to put their roots down. And I'm like really scared that we're going to turn into that family that does have like, like people, like my kids saying like, 
oh, I see my cousins once a year because they live in X state. Like I never thought that that would matter so much to me, but I think um, I want my kids to have their cousins around. And, um, but I also recognize like me and my siblings are at such different life stages. And also like my mom feels, my parents feel very much attached to where they're at right now. Um, So it's hard. It's hard to think about what sacrifices we have to make to be able to kind of sustain parts of our culture and and the family structures that we were raised with. How do you think about this? Yeah, I think like a lot of what you said definitely resonated with me. Um, The joke that I always shared with other folks is like, you know, being from Texas, we're kind of in the middle of the country, so I could probably live on either coast and get away with it. Um, There's not necessarily like a huge pull for me to go back to Texas other than family. Um, I mean, I think Texas also looks very different over the last couple of years than it did when I was growing up there. But when I left Texas at 18, I was, um, you know, not sure (laughs) if I would want to raise kids in Texas. But, you know, um, who knows as Texas continues to evolve. I will say like for me, one thing that I have been thinking about as I've had conversations with my parents is, you know, they, as they start, you know, getting older and retiring and like kind of thinking through the next phase of their life, um, they have been going to Taiwan more, um, both in terms of like taking care of their elder family members, but then also just like kind of taking care of themselves, you know, COVID withstanding, of course, like they haven't been back recently, but I think there is a non-zero chance that my immigrant parents may (laughs) re-immigrate, so to speak, um, later on in life, just because growing old in the U.S. is often really scary, as we've alluded to in prior conversations here. So sometimes I think to myself, it might geographically, if that happens, make more sense for me to stay on the West Coast since it's marginally closer to Asia than anywhere else in the U.S. But I don't know. I think the big thing for me um, is making sure that wherever I am, there is like an easy way for me to go see my family, like a direct flight. Um, I think that's probably not going to be an issue in any big major city in the U.S. But, you know, I think that rules out a few smaller areas. But other than that, I would say Home for me, in all likelihood, will probably be on one of the coasts and, you know, maybe Texas, but probably not. Yeah. Any other thoughts on, like, home and (laughs) everything we've talked about? Yeah, I think the last thing that comes to mind is, like, I've gotten the sense that um, in my own family, there's been conversations and maybe some resentment um, or judgment is maybe the word I would choose around like me choosing to live so far from my parents. Um, like I was, um, on the East coast for a bit for school and beyond, but like about, um, six hours away driving for my family. And then now I'm on the West coast, which is a six hour flight. Um, and I think my, my extended family is just very baffled, (laughs) Because like for them, it's like, that's not something you do. You stay close to your family. And I, I think it's also just taken my parents a long time to like adjust 
to what it meant for me to go off to college so far away and yeah 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 I mean I'm an only child so the guilt is also very real even without siblings and things like that um so always a thing on my mind but I think as I alluded to at the start with my mom's mom my grandma's comments I think they understand why I want to spread my wings and fly a little bit at least in the near term Yeah. And I think that's probably a good place to start wrapping up this conversation. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to our stories and to us today. And we would really love it if you could share this with a friend and support us. And if you're curious to learn more about our individual stories, find us at bilingualish.com. And we'll be back next week. So stay tuned. <laughs>